Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Welcome to the Lightning Insider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson here from lightninginsider.com. Another post-game thoughts bubble thought process some thoughts on the game again you want more detailed insight stuff it's on the website lightninginsider.com don't forget that code podcast give you ten dollars off your first year of a subscription uh, you use that coupon code when you set up your payment information there are yearly plans and monthly plans forty dollars a year $4.99 a month, I give you $10 off a year. Just use the code PODCAST for, again, more detailed game thoughts and then, of course, features and other stuff as well throughout the year and into the playoffs and coming at you after a overtime loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And all is not right. All is not wrong, but all is not right right now with this team if i invite you please if you're a subscriber to my site go read what i posted on thursday morning a good good in-depth conversation i had with brian engblom of course the valley sports color analyst for the lighting broadcast former stanley cup champion defenseman in the nhl for a number of years primarily with the Montreal Canadiens. Had some really, really good insight into a lot of things. We touched on a lot of subjects from what they're, the type of play they are right now, what they need to kind of pull out of this a little bit, his thoughts on the Tanner Janot trade, and something he called the Bob Ganey effect that he feels a Lightning are going to have to have this year when they get to the playoffs. So, uh, go check that out for subscribers. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe and check it out. Brian Engblom had some great thoughts. It's it's a little lengthy, but it's uh, it's really good insight. And you know, part of it, you know, we we see tonight. You hear process over outcome, right? Like we've heard that a lot with this team going back to the 2020 playoff bubble. You, know, you go behind the scenes with a lot of the stuff that went on that playoff year and you hear that phrase a lot and the process in this game against Pittsburgh was better than it has been the last couple of games you know going back to the sort of the Buffalo game but the Buffalo game is going to tie into how this game was kind of played a little bit Uh, but the Detroit game on Saturday they won it but they probably didn't deserve it Sunday in Pittsburgh just a they blew up within a five-minute span. Tuesday against Florida, they just sagged for a period and three quarters before they got their act together. And maybe that third period against the Sabres, kind of, or against Florida, rather, kind of uh, 
built some momentum or, or kind of brought some of the process back because the process for the most part was there tonight. What what hurt them in this game was again it's 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 mental. They're mental mistakes. It's awareness. Sometimes they're just not aware of where their danger is coming from. I mean, you go back and look at the breakaway goal scored by Jason Zucker. Like, Mikhail Sergachev is there. He starts to back up for his own blue line. But he has no idea Zucker is beside him. And then, because he doesn't realize that Zucker is not beside him, he doesn't realize that Zucker is behind him. Because it's a lob pass up the ice, and it lands, actually lands inside the Tampa Bay zone, behind the blue line. And you look at Sergachev's reaction, he's just kind of slowly turning, going back for the puck, and the sudden realization that Zucker's behind him. It's mental. That's a mental mistake. That's not a structure mistake. That's not a process mistake. It's a mental mistake. You know, the other mistake that was made tonight, the glaring one, was on a third-period goal by Drew O'Connor, where O'Connor just basically outworked Darren Radish, who made his season debut tonight, called up earlier in the day, in the lineup in favor of Zach Bogosian. And Puck is on Radish's stick. And he tries to get it back up ice. And he fails to do so. Drew O'Connor is right there. And then o- O'Connor collects the puck and just, just out-muscled him to the net. And, you know, it gave Pittsburgh a, a 4-3 lead in the third period. So those are two glaring mistakes. And, you know, you don't want to give Darren Radish a pass on that goal, but, and I'm not. It's it's a bad play by him, but it's only his fifth NHL game. He's 27 years old, so he's a little bit older, but it's only his fifth career NHL game. And maybe at the AHL level, you know, you make that play. You don't get beat. But up here... Everybody's got speed. Everybody's got some beef to them. Right? And he just got out muscled. And, and, you know, those are mistakes that hopefully he learns from if he's going to continue uh, to get some ice time. We'll see what kind of goes on here moving forward. But those were the two glaring mistakes. Again, a good start for Tampa Bay. Opening few shifts are spent in the Pittsburgh zone. They open up the scoring. Fortunate play. But the, the, the new third line of Nick Paul, Ross Colton, and Tanner Janot with a pretty good four-check situation. Janot sends a, a, a shot from the slot that deflects, hits Chris Letang in the mouth, and then banks in off of Ross Colton. Fortunately, Letang was okay. Missed, uh, missed a good portion of time getting some stitches. But a fortunate bounce. And then, th- this is where you see some improvement, and it- it's going to sound a little contradictory, but hang with me here. Pittsburgh ties the game on 
a pass that Victor Hedman probably shouldn't make. He's inside his own zone, goes up the wall in the neutral zone where, you know, Sidney Crosby's hanging out, reads the play, picks the uh, pass off, gains the zone, feeds defenseman Jeff Petrie across the ice at the left circle. Petrie ties the game. 25 seconds later, and, and, and watch, you know, you go watch the second goal. Watch how Pittsburgh spreads the ice. Look how, how they use the entire width of the ice on this one. And Jeff Petrie again is open. He comes in, and from the right circle, he finds the small area over Vasilevsky's shoulder and, and beats him, and, it, and all of a sudden it's 2-1. And you're like, oh, boy, here they go again because this is what happened to them in on Sunday in Pittsburgh where they just imploded because they just gave up five quick goals in that game. And here you give up two goals, you know, in under 30 seconds, and you're like, oh, here they go again. They didn't get rattled. It was the same thing in the Florida game, right? They give up the early goal to Florida, and then they sagged, and the Panthers scored two goals in like a minute and a half. They take a 3-1 lead. Probably should have been 4-1. They got lucky on a goaltender interference call late in the period. But they just sagged and they couldn't pull them out, pull themselves out of it. So they, they pulled out of it. They didn't get down as they had in the previous couple of games. They get a power play. They tie the game. Pittsburgh goes ahead. Mighty come back. They tie the game. They almost, almost didn't take advantage of a lengthy five-on-three. They got a minute 54 of five-on-three play late in the second period when the Penguins took consecutive delay of game for puck-over-glass penalties. And there were two of them by defensemen, Latang, who would come back, and Petrie. So they had two of their top defensemen in the penalty box, and the Lightning had a minute 54. I have to question the five forwards on the power play here. It doesn't work. It it doesn't work for this team. And the five forwards have been Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, Corey Perry, and Anthony Sorelli. Those are your five. When you have Victor Hedman on your team... I want to see him out on that ice. Because the Lightning have had, they might have actually had among the most five-on-three power play time on the season. And they don't have a five-on-three goal this year. Because they didn't actually score five-on-three. Didn't actually score five-on-four. Like it was a minute 54, so it was only six seconds of a carryover to the five on four. But Steven Stamkos actually did score one second after it expired, so it doesn't go down in the books as a power play goal. But it did tie it and made it 3-3. You had the O'Connor goal that I mentioned, and then Victor Hedman with a clutch goal late in the third ties it up and gets the game to overtime. And in the overtime, lose the faceoff, 
You lose the face-off in overtime, it sets a bad tone sometimes. And early in the year, when the Lightning were just automatic, in games that went to overtime, they can't seem to win them now. Again, a bit of an unfortunate situation. Penguins moving the puck around, skating it around in the zone. And the Lightning were fine. They had their, you know, three-on-three is about man coverage. And they had it covered. Stamkos is shadowing Marcus Pedersen. And Pedersen makes a quick cut. Stamkos tries to match the cut. Loses an edge. He's kind of blockaded at the same time on a legal pick play. Although the pick had nothing to do with him losing an edge. But he falls to the ice. It opens up a lane. And Pedersen is able to feed Zucker for a one-timer. And it's game over. Pittsburgh, which is battling to stay in a playoff position, picks up an important second point. The Lightning get just one. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. So just two wins in the last six games. One in the last five. Sorry, two in the last eight. One in the last five. A couple of overtime games in there. But there there are some things that are concerning, but I think they, they took a step in direction of fixing those. They have a practice on Wednesday, so I'll be curious to see how that affects it. Because this weekend is going to be difficult. Talk about being completely off your... Schedule. You've got a 12.30 game on Saturday in Buffalo. And you got a 3 p.m. game in Carolina on Sunday. Again, the, the game in Buffalo is the makeup game from December the 23rd. When the Lightning were unable to get into Buffalo due to a snowstorm. So this is the makeup date for this. So again, that's a 12.30 start on Saturday. Uh don't believe they're going to be on the ice Friday. There will be no morning skate on Saturday. They won't have a morning skate on Sunday. They won't practice on Monday when they come back. Uh, so, again, we've talked about this. I wrote about it, that there's just not going to be a lot of practice time right now because of the schedule that they're right in the middle of. We'll see if they can continue that. You know, Buffalo got waxed tonight. The Boston Bruins continue to just... Roll and roll and roll. Bruins, the fastest team in NHL history to reach 100 points. That's what they reached out actually at 101. So they just continue to steamroll their way after making trades. Right, They pick up Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway from Washington. And then... Woke up uh, Thursday morning to news that they had acquired Tyler Bertuzzi after learning that uh, Taylor Hall and Nick Felino are going to miss some time. So they went out and picked up Tyler Bertuzzi from the Red Wings. Lightning did make a trade late Wednesday night. They sent Vladislav Domestikov and retained 50% of that salary in exchange for Michael Asamont, 
Aceman is listed as a center and a winger, center and a right wing, left-hand shot, 25 years old, $750,000 salary, so they open up some salary cap space. That's why they were able to bring up Darren Radish for this game. Uh, Isamont was uh, obviously not in the lineup on Thursday. He arrived sometime during the first period uh, of the game. We'll see where he fits in. We'll see if the Lightning do anything. Trade deadline is Friday at 3 o'clock. believe the word is they're still looking to maybe try and add a defenseman. I'm not sure what direction they're going. I know they've been linked to Joel Edmondson. They've been linked to Justin Braun, who's in Philadelphia. You know, uh, Edmondson would be a little bit difficult. The salary's a little bit higher. Braun is on a on a low, low contract. He's a right-hand shot. Kind of fits the mold here a little bit. So we'll see if Julian has anything else up his sleeve. But they've added some speed to their bottom nine with these uh, these two trades here for Tanner Janot and now Michael Asimont. Something that they probably needed. Another another guy who likes to forecheck in Asimont. He's got speed. He'll get in uh, the offensive zone. He was playing with Logan Couture quite a bit, and you look at his, his advanced stats, when he's on the ice, they're they're pretty good. Not a whole lot of offense from him at this point. Sometimes that can be unlocked. Let's see where that goes. And the Lightning try and get their process back through, again, another difficult couple of games coming up this weekend. Buffalo probably as desperate as they've been all season now to get to pick up points because uh, the Penguins pulled two points further away from them tonight by beating Tampa Bay. Maybe they should keep an eye on Tage Thompson this time around. Just saying. Uh, in the Buffalo game, again, the last time they played the Sabres, it was a game dominated by the Lightning in every statistical category except for on the scoreboard. That game, thinking back to it, their expected goal rates, they had 68%, almost 70% of the expected goals in that game, according to Natural Stat Trick. And even Money Puck, if you, if you ever go to Money Puck, they deserve to win O-meter that they have. They run simulations based on the stats of that game, they run a thousand simulations, and the Lightning would have won seventy-eight percent of those games. The mental mistakes is what cost them in that one, right? Like team, like Buffalo, and we'll see how they adapt to this. In that game against Buffalo, Victor Hedman even said it afterwards that the Sabers will blow the zone. They see any opportunity. If their player is going to collect a rebound or a loose puck, they're off to the races. The Lightning have to be aware of that. Again, the mental mistakes that we saw tonight uh, have to be cleaned up for that game for sure in order to find a way to win. They've had success in Buffalo over the years. 
The Sabres are not a good home team. They're actually much better on the road than they are at home. And again, a 12.30 start on that one. Me and Chief will be on the air at 11.30. So 11.30 a.m. for the pregame skate show on the strike. 102.5 HD Channel 2 for those who have HD-capable radios. And you can always find it streaming on Lightning Radio 24-7. That's on the new Lightning app. So if you haven't downloaded that yet, uh, check it out. You can listen to Bolts Radio live 24-7, always streaming there. And then we'll have, um, me and Greg Linelli will actually have the post-game show, the last call after the game, and that'll be on the Bone 102.5. So... Uh, that's your coverage lineup for Saturday. Again, 12.30 start in Buffalo on the air at 11.30. Check out my work at lightninginsider.com. As always, appreciate those who listen, who subscribe, who follow, and who support. Talk soon. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.